Hello, I'm Simon Mundy. I've been on a journey to understand what makes PNG PNG. Along the way, I've been finding out about its life-changing projects and innovative products, as well as speaking to some ordinary people who are making an extraordinary difference in the world. In this series, called Powered by Purpose, we'll be hearing their remarkable personal stories of resilience and resourcefulness, and exploring how P&G impacts the lives of not only the people who work there or those who buy their products, but society at large. In this episode, I'm speaking to a woman whose life has been enhanced by one of those revolutionary products, Gillette Trio. Her son has Down syndrome, and together they're now able to share what's become a bonding ritual between mother and son. This is Dorothy's and Anthony's story. Hi, my name is Dorothy. I am the parent of a child with Down syndrome. I am also the parent of a child with autism spectrum disorder. We live in New York. I am 52. My husband, Tony, he too is 52. And Anthony, our eldest, is 20. And he has Down syndrome. And he's kind of a take-it-as-it-comes sort of laid-back individual. However, he does get into mischief. He elopes. And we actually had to get a tracking device because of his elopement issue. Both boys, we've been told many occasions how loving and caring they are. They're very respectful. Love it. I knew you were a good talker, Dorothy. That's the best first answer I've had. Yeah, let me tell you that. (laughs) Before we sort of go back to the start, you mentioned elopement. So just explain to me what you mean by his elopement issue. So what did he get up to? Anthony, ever since he was young, has had this, some people call it wandering, where he'll just find an opportunity to disappear and do something that's in his head. So for example, if he wants to go for a bike ride, and say we're involved in doing something and we don't have the time to go for that bike ride, he'll be sneaking about going in the garage, opening up the garage door. Then he'll come back in the house. He might go in the backyard on his swing. And because he has in the back of his head that he wants to go for this bike ride, he'll kind of go out the back door, swing on his swing, go around the front of the house into the garage, grab his tricycle and take off. (laughs) To what degree do you like his mischievous streak then? It's stressful. I want to say it was two years ago. New Year's Day, he decided that he wanted to go for a ride on his trike and there was snow on the ground. It was cold. He decides to play this little game doing what we call the triathlon and disappears. And when I said, where's Anthony? Nobody could answer the question. He wasn't in the house. Then we saw tricycle marks going around the outside of our fence. We ended up having to call 911 because we couldn't find him. Then two weeks to the day later, he did it again. But luckily we were able to follow his tracks at that point because there was more snow on the ground and it was a a constant ride. We found him about a mile and a half away in an area of a woods where they do hunting. Crikey. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that does sound stressful. He now has a tracking device on his wrist. Does Anthony understand that would cause you stress and upset? No, not at all. Sometimes he'll like walk to a neighbor's house or something like that 
And, you know, perfect example is he's gone down the street to one of our neighbors and basically invites himself into their house, goes into their back room and just sits on the couch with the blanket over him. And, and, you know, she'll actually call me and say, Anthony's here. He's an outgoing guy, sounds like. Yes, he is very outgoing. Would you describe yourself as a resilient person? I would say yes. Uh, My husband calls me a realist. I know that someday we're all going to pass and you need to plan for that. You need to make sure that your children understand that. And, you know, with kids like Anthony, they really don't understand what happens after. But because we have learned to adapt and adapt quickly, yeah, I guess maybe both Tony and I are pretty resilient as far as what gets thrown at us is concerned. So what was Anthony like as a teenager? He wanted to be as typical as possible. Of course, his elopement continued because he started that when he was very young. But um, as far as maturity is concerned, you know, he kind of went through the same thing that a typical teenage boy would go through as far as physical developments and things like that. Tell me about some of the things that, um, that Anthony loves doing then. Well, basically, you know, his favorite things, he likes going to his karate class. He takes piano lessons, which he absolutely loves. And I think it's because the teacher, he's a goof, but he's awesome with Anthony. He loves going out riding his tricycle. His wind down time is on the swing set in the backyard. He likes volunteering at our annual spooky walk, which is um, usually in October. And we're hoping it's going to happen this year. He just loves to volunteer, you know, anything at the camp. He's a people person. Yes, a very much people person. Tell me about Joaquin. His service dog. Joaquin, we now have had just over two years. He's awesome. He is probably just as loving as Anthony is. When we tell Joaquin to go to Anthony, he goes right to him. He'll go up on Anthony's lap and just start licking his face. He's just awesome. Joaquin is like, hey, buddy, let's go do something. You know, (laughs) he's one of those. (laughs) It sounds like a match made in heaven. Yeah, it definitely is. They're best friends. Joaquin, actually, one of the things he does is social ice breaking. And basically what that is, is when we go out into public, a lot of times because we are a, what they call a graduate team. I'm the facilitator, Anthony's the recipient, and the dog, obviously, is the skilled companion. As a skilled companion, when we're walking around places, say like Home Depot or the mall or wherever, and we have the dog with us, people tend to come up to me and ask me the questions. Can I pet your dog? What's your dog's name? How old's your dog? Um, And social ice breaking is basically when I say to them, let's let Anthony answer that question. And I'll turn to Anthony and say, Anthony, answer their questions. Because a lot of times people are afraid to ask the individual with special needs because they think that they don't know how to answer the questions or maybe they think that the person can't hear. But it shows people first, they are capable of answering questions. They're not to be feared. Kids like Anthony, you know, they're not going to hurt anybody. Interactions like that must be quite gratifying for you to experience. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you... When you see the look on the people's face when they ask him, you know, what's your dog's name? And he'll respond. And then they turn, instead of facing me, they'll turn and face him and say, you know, how old is he? And what does he do? And what's your name? You know, a lot of times it's kids. And 
they've just learned a valuable lesson that individuals with special needs are not to be feared, but you can learn from them. You've touched on is loving nature. Including that, what would you say are some of the blessings of raising a son like Anthony with Down syndrome? You don't have the same love with a typical child as you do with a child with special needs. Another blessing is the things that we've learned and the friends that we've made. If it wasn't for Anthony, we wouldn't have made nearly as many friends. And these friends are true because they share something in common. You said other families or children who don't have Down syndrome, they don't have the the same love. What do you mean by that? For example, my sister, she has three children who are typically developing. And the relationship between her kids and her and her husband is completely different than what Tony and I have with Anthony and Charlie. My kids, they'll come for their daily hug. My sister's kids they'll lock themselves in the room all day because they just don't feel like dealing with anything. A lot of things that people take for granted is the fact that their kids are going to be able to figure out how to care for themselves, what we call daily living skills. Individuals like Anthony, when I tell him to go take a shower, we let him go in there. You know, we try to encourage him to be independent. Wash your hair, use a soap and a wash rag and wash your body. We tell him to floss and he's not very thorough. So we basically have to intervene by going in there and, you know, basically rewashing his hair, even if he's already done it, washing his body and stuff like that to make sure that he's cleaned properly. And then of course, the other piece of it is stuff that he doesn't necessarily have to do every day, such as shaving. I was always afraid because when I would shave myself, I would always bleed. (laughs) I'm afraid of doing that with him. Um, (laughs) I'm not the most gentle person when it comes to doing that. (laughs) I can give him a haircut. I can shave his head, you know, with the buzzer and stuff like that. Would not use a straight razor on him. But now that role has kind of changed a little bit. You were uninclined to shave Anthony before. As you said, you perhaps were concerned about um, taking your own uh, ability with the uh, with a razor on yourself and, and applying it to your son. Or lack say. thereof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you nervous the first time you used Gillette Trio? Very nervous because anything, you know, as far as a blade is concerned like that um, and using it especially on somebody's face, if you mess up on somebody's face that could leave you know a lifelong mark so of course I was very careful I had my husband standing right there he basically did the first side of Anthony's face showing me how to do it then I did the second side once I did that it didn't seem so bad was it easy (laughs) it was very easy and now it's like you know I'll tell Anthony I'm like all right come on it's time to shave Both of us like the smell of the shave gel. So I'll be like, Anthony, sniff, you know, (laughs) sniff, and then I put it on his face. So now it's like, you know, when I tell him it's time to shave, we go through this whole routine of, you know, doing sniffing the gel, putting it on his face, and then I shave him. A lot of times it happens while I'm cooking dinner. I'll have something cooking, don't have to really pay attention to it. I can do a quick shave on Anthony, and it's done. But it has definitely made a huge difference in how I feel about shaving him. And one of the things I think that makes it so comfortable for me is that little comb that's on the front 
because it almost acts like a blade guard and I don't have to be afraid of, you know, like sometimes the, the gel or whatever on your fingers is slippery. So even if you are not going straight, I'm not worried that he's going to get cut by it. So to what degree was Gillette Trio a game changer? An absolute game changer. He went from being completely fearful to not fearful at all. If I think of my little girl and say like brushing her teeth or something like that, mm -hmm. that can be a really nice experience. A moment of connection depends on time. Not so much when we're trying to get her out of the door for school, but it can be. So can it be a moment of connection with you and Anthony, the shaving that wasn't an opportunity before Trio came along? Absolutely. My fear kept me from really doing that piece of his personal care. You know, I don't go up to him and go zip zop done. We usually make a game out of it so that it's not, you know, one of those chore sort of things that, you know, mommy's making him do. It does allow us that little piece of mommy and me time. Time magazine gave Gillette Trio the 2018 Innovation of the Year in Accessibility Category Award. Awesome. Deserving of it? Absolutely. How would you describe it and how would you sum up what a difference it has made to someone who could just be like, oh, it's just a razor? It's really not just a razor and it's not just us. I've had so many of my friends who have tried it, continue using it on their individuals with special needs because it took the fear factor out of shaving. And that's what I hear most of. How grateful are you or how much acclaim do you think, you know, a company like P&G and Gillette deserve? Because, you know, what was it? 4,000 razors designed for people to shave themselves. And this is the first one specifically designed to shave someone else. So they're clearly thinking of underserved communities. 100%. It's just an incredible tool for the special needs community. Not too many people think about developing a product for our kids. It has made it so much easier for so many of us, and we appreciate it. What would you like people to understand about Down syndrome that perhaps you know a lot of people don't currently? They're very loving. They don't need to be feared. They just want to be your friend. Anthony is just, he's pure, and his love for any and all is unconditional. We hope you've been inspired by this episode of Powered by Purpose. If you'd like to learn more about P&G, what we do and what we make, we invite you to visit us at pg.com and search Powered by Purpose. And please do get in touch via our social media channels just search for P&G.